Hello and welcome to Pugsley Crew Reviews. This is episode two, and uh, today we have Kerr9000 with us again. Hi. <clears throat> As I said last time, Kerr will be here uh, regularly. So uh, this last week Kerr picked the film, this week I'm picking the film, well, picked the film, and then from there on it'll be whoever is a guest will pick the film. Uh, most of the time. Anyway, the film I chose was a film called Cool World. <laughs> it um, is like an animated live action film in the like think of Who Frame Roger Rabbit, that style of film. And uh, it came out in 1992. I'm not sure. I re remember reading something about it being by someone to do with Who Frame Roger Rabbit. So. Do you know much about the film yourself, Kerr? It came out four years after Roger Rabbit, and I know a lot of people sort of claim that it was a Roger Rabbit rip-off, which I don't think's really fair. No, and I don't think it's anything like Roger Rabbit, to be no, honest. No, not really. It's connected to, uh, I'm probably saying his name wrong, although I've tried it a lot of times, Ralph Bakshi, who's yeah. known for doing the 1978 animated Lord of the Rings as well as a whole bunch of other animation, but that's, you know, a big one that's been on TV a lot. Yeah. And I know originally when he came up with the idea for it, it was going to be a horror film. Oh, right. That'd have been more interesting. Yeah, it was when Kim Basinger came on board, her and some of the various producers and upper people basically wanted to hit more of a PG market. Yeah. Apparently she wanted to show it to kids in hospital, which I find particularly weird if you've watched this film. Yes, the film is... Uh, is uh, when I was looking on Internet Movie Database, I saw it was rated a 12. I was surprised by that, because there's quite a lot of swearing. There's... Yeah. While you don't see anything graphic, you do see an animated character having sex <laughs> with a person sex, yeah so it's... the whole plot is about sex so it's, it's quite surprising you'd want to show that to children <laughs> in, in hospitals <laughs> i was i was genuinely shocked that it was a 12 because you know i'm pretty sure um holly uh hollywood as, as her name is uh calls people needle dick and pencil dick quite a few yeah. times as well as i'm saying shit and whatever <laughs> else it, it, it's like the I think it, maybe because it's animated, some of it is that got away with some of the things it did. Probably, yeah. I mean, my favourite line in the whole film, spoken by Brad Pitt, is, if you break it, I'll slap you around and make you piss like a puppy. I don't know why, <laughs> but that'd be in hysterics. Yeah. That's got to yeah. be in the list of greatest movie lines of all time. Yeah, it it's a uh, pretty out there line. I don't... I, I guess he's going to make them sit to pee. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, um, what did you think of the film then? Like, it's obviously, it starts off quite different to what I expected. Like, it looks like uh, Brad Pitt, whose name I forget because I'm not an awful person in the film. Like, I, I obviously remembered his actual name because I just said it. But uh, Brad Pitt comes on from what seems like World War II. Uh, and then says to his mother, oh, come on on my new motorbike that I've got. Look at my surprise. And she's like, oh, you need to be really careful on it. And then 
literally a minute later he crashes his mother dies and he teleports into a cartoon world <laughs> yeah i mean that was some pretty quick foreshadowing wasn't it oh be careful and then a couple of minutes later dead <laughs> yeah uh, be careful on your bike i'll be careful mom oh but yeah you're dead and then to be fair it wasn't his fault i think the people in the car that were driving were pissed <laughs> yeah um, i think brad pitt's name and it's frank but you know they just call him detective all the time and stuff yeah but weirdly i'm pretty sure Bakshi wanted brad pitt to be the jack deeb's character all right the comic book artist yeah Whereas i can't think of him being anything other than the copper because i just i thought he was great in that role to me yeah. he was the highlight of the film yeah i would agree <laughs> and i think you can tell from watching this that he was on for good things if some of the other cast weren't yeah yeah to be fair, the actual, I can't remember the guy's uh, real name, the, the comic guy. Um, you actually seen him in quite a few things. He's one of them people who I instantly know when I see him, but I could not tell you his name. But yeah. like you said, he's in a lot of stuff, and you're like, oh, it's him. Yeah, it's like that sometimes. Isn't it? Oh, like, it's, what's his face in the film again? I've seen him in lots of films, you know, what's his face? That kind of thing. What did you think of Kim Basinger's acting? Uh... Is only shit. <laughs> I yeah. think she won it, but I know she was nominated for a Golden Raspberry for it. I'm uh, pretty sure she won it. Yeah, I think she tie won it with somebody from another film. I think I like. I'm not sure. I, like I, I can't think of any films I've seen her in other than this. Honestly, I can't. Even though I'm pretty sure she was really big back in the day, but um, for me, it was. Um, Simple fact, the acting seemed to be very over the top. She was very over the top, especially when she was doing voice acting. As the yeah. animated version of her, she seemed she seemed to over-pronounce things, if that makes sense. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think there were some bits in this where, not just like her acting, but there was bits where it almost stopped and there were little cartoon characters jumping all over, hitting each other. Yeah, I didn't get that. Do anything? It was wackiness for the point of being wacky. Yeah, I, I was thinking that myself. Like you'd, you'd have a scene where, like, Brad Pitt's talking to his cartoon girlfriend, who they can't, who can't have sex because it's bad for humans and non-humans to do that. And um, like, they'll be walking off into like a door in the background, and all of a sudden, in the foreground, you'll have like animated characters hitting each other or flying around and it's like what is the point of that and that happens like in between scenes and i guess it's meant to be funny or something or wacky yeah, but it just seems so like random and um without any real like nuance or anything it's just there for the sake of it really i think if they put like a little subplot in with like the things happening in between that might have been a bit more interesting than, oh, these things are hitting each other and they're different every time. I did notice, because I'd, I'd heard, obviously, Who Framed Roger Rabbit had all the licensed characters in and that, and yeah. these are very much sort of nobody's just made for the film. But there was one point, and it'd be about 20 minutes into it, there's a character who, to me, really, really resembles Walt Disney's 
original creation who he lost the rights to, Oscar the Lucky Rabbit. Oh, Oscar, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't notice myself, to be honest with you. I don't know what made me notice him, but I was like, if that's not Oscar the Lucky Rabbit, that's like as copyright close as you can get. Yeah. I remember at the end of the film, I saw like a mouse kind of character or something and sucked into the uh, portal at the end that made me think of like Mickey Mouse, but it clearly wasn't Mickey Mouse, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it's, it's a tonally strange film because there's parts with that wackiness, but then there's parts with like tortured soul cartoon faces moving about. And you're like, well, that's almost a hint to the horror film it could have been. It's like the director didn't quite want to lose everything. Yeah. bits in. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get that thinking about it because they'd be people talking and all of a sudden you'd have this like weird ghost face like appear on the screen and like glide away and it's like, wait, why did that happen? What what What's that about? There's literally no... From my point of view, there's no meaning. Maybe there is a meaning and I just didn't understand it. But for me, it's like, why would that happen while they're in the middle of having a conversation? Why would something just all of a sudden appear and disappear for no reason? I simply just guessed that the director hadn't entirely lost the horror idea and that was him sneaking something in. Kind of just seems too random. Like, there's no. I think he could have put something in there more interesting than that if he wanted to keep some horror aspect in some way. I don't know how, but I don't think that was a good way of doing it because it, it, just, it, it just seems... Doesn't pointless. fit. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't fit. It's pointless. Didn't make sense. But then again, I didn't think much of the film made sense. <laughs> no, I think um, it could do with some tremendous trimming from my perspective. Yeah, it, like it started it could... off very fast. In the first sort of eight minutes, I was thinking this is really well paced. It's building stuff up and getting to a point with no, and then just. There was a point 40 minutes in when I suddenly felt bored for a little bit. Yeah. And I thought what started out with great pacing has kind of stumbled a bit. Yeah. It, it, I think uh, when, I, when, when I started watching, I watched it with the, the, the missus, and when I started watching, I, I don't know her opinion, when I started watching, I was like, oh, maybe this isn't going to be too bad. And then, and then it got worse. <laughs> Yeah. Like after after the um the comic guy ended up in the other world, it seemed to just go on a massive downward spiral from there. Before I was thinking, oh, maybe this could be some interesting thing where this guy is coming to terms with being in a new world, in the cool world. Yeah. No, we just got this weird batshit story that made no sense, and the end. Not talking specifically about the ending, but the end bit where the comic book guy becomes some kind of hero. And he, yeah, that and he seems to start going like nuts, it. murdering. Like he's I know he's stopping the things from like doing whatever evil shit they were trying to do, but he seems to start going nuts and like carried away because he starts smashing his head into um on the floor repeatedly and he's like Arr! <laughs> it's like he what crushes him, doesn't he? And the ink's running down his hands like blood, and he's looking at it. Like he's nuts. Yeah. Maybe that was the horror aspect. Maybe that's what they wanted. A well, superhero goes on a rampage after being nice. <laughs> <laughs> for five minutes. 
Because uh, like he, he was put in jail for murdering his wife's lover, <laughs> according yeah. to the film early on. So clearly he's got a, a bit of a screw loose, uh, so to speak. Well, I thought that um, there's a bit in the first 25 minutes when he's in the comic book store and everybody's going up to him and getting him to sign stuff. And then yeah. there's this tubby guy that starts asking him, why don't you do a book on the guy you killed who banged your wife? Yeah. And to me, that, you know, suddenly your nice thing went mean-spirited. But I thought that felt quite modern because it felt like the way how we have famous people now and you've had them where they've hugged members of the public and wrote letters and they've done quite nice things. And then there's always some asshole who harasses them or accuses them of something or and then they like almost have to distance themselves and that, that felt to me like a just an example of showing the assholeness that famous people have to put up with i thought i wonder whether that's a message from the director about some crazy fanny's ad or something yeah it could be but then again you've just got out of prison after a long stretch so <laughs> and he was doing yeah. his comic work in prison <laughs> from prison from the looks of it so i genuinely think he actually did do that <laughs> maybe he's the thing saying sometimes people get away with too much <laughs> i don't know i mean i think with him being your hero i'd have somehow set it up that just make it more sympathetic that he killed the guy it was in self-defense or it wasn't him and he got done for it Exactly. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting it to be not him who did it, but someone from the cool world. Yeah. And that's how it all link up. That would have kind of brought the story closer together, I guess, instead of it just being he wants to hump what he thinks he created, which is a bit like, uh, that's weird. There's a lot (laughs) of weird threads that don't quite go anywhere. It's like he thinks he created a cool world. He's got famous off creating cool world. He's had money off it. He's got fandom and all that. But he didn't actually create it. So you're like thinking, well, did she put those dreams in his head to make him start writing it to get his attention? Probably, but you you could have explained that. Yeah, it's no, I, I'm not sure there because it like um, Brad Pitt's character does say like, oh, is he just here on a dream again? I think maybe sometimes people get there to dreams, maybe? I don't know, because they said other people have um, uh, come here, uh, but none of them have been crazy enough to actually get with that woman. So I'm yeah. wondering if it's either something she's doing, or people just happen upon there, and she's trying to get away with them because she wants to go to the real world. Because in the real world, when you do it, you actually do it. That's one of the lines she says, when a man, yeah. do, when you do it with a man, you actually do it. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> well, that made me think. I mean, obviously, yeah, these cartoon characters have pianos and safes dropped on their head and it doesn't kill them. But it sort of makes it sound like they don't feel anything at all. Like they're sensationless. Yeah, it does seem that way. The way she seems to be is that is the case. But then with the... Brad Pitt's girlfriend cartoon, that doesn't seem to be the case. She seems to be like the complete opposite. So I don't yeah. know if it's just her or if it's bad writing. I'm going to go with the latter. <laughs> well, yeah, because Brad Pitt <laughs> seems happy when he's dead and become a cartoon, doesn't he? He's, yeah. Seems like he's 
been made and he's got all his dreams come true. Yeah, he's like, finally, we can do it. <laughs> well, that's funny, though, because after he dies and comes back as an animated character, um, what is it, Toons for, for, no, Doodles and Noids. Yeah. I'm assuming humanoid. <laughs> Must be, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But um, it's like, oh, when you were out, when you were back in the real world, did you do it? Was you doing it out in the real world? And he's like, no. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> is that all this film is about? Is sex? Because it really did seem that, that way. way. But yeah, uh, one second. What did you think of the film, love? Absolute tripe, she said. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything good about her? No. <laughs> uh, my <sighs> missus didn't watch it. She watched the trailer. I goes, do you want to watch it with me? She said, oh, I don't know. I'll watch the trailer. She watched the trailer and went, nah, you watch it. <laughs> well, I, I, I um, said to the, to the missus, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch a film. You can watch it with me because, you know, we watch films together. And uh, and the look I just got, I'm, think she's, I'm thinking she's thinking, don't fucking ask me to watch a film with you again. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is I can't really think of, like, really good parts of the film. In, like, there's nothing really positive from it. Because it's like a bit of a slog. The animation itself is quite good, um, yeah. but I like. I'm guessing it's like a lower budget film or something than something like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Because I think that's uh, I don't know if superimposed is the right term, but that that seems to integrate itself into the world better than they do in this. Well, I noticed apart from towards the end, this is very much the backwards version of Roger Rabbit in that it's nearly all in the cartoon with people on top of the cartoon, whereas a lot of Roger Rabbit is cartoon characters manoeuvring around the real world. Yeah. And I'm assuming that was to do with it being easier. And also, apart from the odd little bit, it's mostly like one human walking around a cartoon environment. Yeah. It- um, I think there's one scene where both... Brad Pitt and Comic Guy are in, in the same area um, in the animated world. Yeah. yeah. He's like, hey, don't go having sex with her. Sex is not something you don't do because it can destroy the world or something like that. And he's like, okay, I won't. And then he comes back two minutes later and does a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't put on much of a struggle, did he, when he was told it would destroy the world? My missus said it's definitely not suitable for a 12-year-old. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. No. Especially, um, like, I don't, you don't see anything, specifically don't see any nudity or anything, but it's clear as day that uh, Holly uh, is riding the comic guy whilst mourning and stuff and clearly having an orgasm <laughs> while she's <yeah>. doing it. <laughs> so... Yeah, that is a, a definite. Uh, like, if if that was in a, 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 I think if that was a full live action thing, that wouldn't have been rated twelve. No, no way. The other thing that got me was when the little, I don't know if you call him a goblin baby cartoon or whatever he is, they were mm. being chased by the police, 
and he climbs on a giant purple hand out the top of the car and starts peeing in all the police's face and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was, uh, that was, that was quite funny, funny actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, I found out I was doing a tiny bit of reading around it. Okay. And apparently that was cut out of a lot of TV edits and stuff of the film, and they cut straight to that car being hit by the train because that was deemed too much. Yeah. Yeah, which I suppose you can't cut the uh, riding him out because that's central to the plot, but probably not the mm. worst thing in it, and yet it was cut from some. Yeah, crazy. Uh, one other thing that was very funny was um, not funny, funny, ha-ha, funny, but just funny in the sense of a bit weird, is when Comic Guy comes to the world for the first time in the film. He's, it seems like he's been going back and forth there already, maybe. And um, he goes there, and one of the uh, weird, like, gang kids, women, people, is, like, climbs in all his clothes, and she's, like, all horny, like, oh, I want to I wanna have fun with you. And then he, she pops out of his head, out of the, his collar, kisses him in the face. Then he, like, tries pushing her off, and then she pops out of his fly in his freaking trousers. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> That was weird. Actually, no, that that was quite funny. It's popping out of the fly. <laughs> but I think the film is is some sort of um I don't know. Maybe it's a, a thing to say to people stop fantasizing over cartoons. <laughs> well, maybe maybe so. Or or stop having sex unless you're married or something. I don't fucking know, but it seems a bit like anti-sex whilst also being really horny. They think you just can't anymore. believe it's from the same guy that did the animated Lord of the Rings. It's <laughs> that's one of my favourite films, the animated Lord of the Rings. Yeah, probably because it used to be on every Christmas and yeah. Well, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, uh, like you know, but I don't think it's the uh, same kind of film, really. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, some vague memories of some of Bakshi's other stuff. He did something which was wizards fighting, and and I'm pretty sure he did the animated version of um, that cartoon cat that's all about sex. Fritz the Cat. I recognise the name. It was a really old, like, um, I'm going to say comic strip type book. And I think apparently he got in touch with the author and asked to make... You know, can I make film versions of this? All right. Fair I think enough. that'd be one of the first things he did, I think. Yeah. Did he do much after this? <laughs> or did they, no, I don't did he kill think he did his career? I know he's retired now, but he does art and he sells his art on eBay. Oh, nice. And I think he's been to a few comic conventions and stuff. Yeah. Like I, like I said, the art itself isn't bad. Like, I think the animation and the art itself is actually pretty good uh, for the most part. I just think that some of the scenes with the animated characters doing silly things, the weird ghost soul things flapping about every so often, and I think the way the uh, film like has a person and animated stuff together doesn't quite gel right. Like, when they... Like, <sighs> I found in Roger Rabbit when, like, say, um, there's a point, I think, where Jessica Rabbit grabs, um, well, the detective guy whose name I forgot, 
grabs him. Huh? Is it Bob Hoskins? It's Bob Hoskins, yeah. The actor's Bob Hoskins. I can't remember the character. Like, when she grabs him, it looks like someone's grabbing him. Whereas in this, it kind of... It looks like bad green screen. (laughs) Yeah, everything looks like on different panels pushed up against each other. Yeah, it doesn't look right. Yeah. So, do you have any final thoughts before we end... I just think it, it really does smell of a film that got ruined by having people up top who are, you know, holding the money strings, making bad decisions and pushing it around. And I do think if it got left to the original guy's idea, it probably would have been a better film. And heck, yeah. if I'd have been watching the dailies of this and I'd seen some of the acting, I'd have massively increased Brad Pitt's role and I probably would have pushed Kim Basinger's role down as much as possible. Yeah. It wasn't uh, good, was it? No. I yeah. think Brad Pitt's the only one to come out of it looking good. Yeah. I didn't mind uh, Nails. He was funny. And he got stuck yeah. in a pen. <laughs> Bit of foreshadowing. See what this pen can do. And then later on, she sucks him up with a pen. Uh, yeah. But... Uh, for me, I would say my final thoughts on this is it's not very good. There's not much to like about it. Uh, the animation's decent enough uh, in, in, in and of itself. But it doesn't mesh well with the actual live-action stuff. And also, like, the most memorable thing for this film for me is, like, weird stuff happening for no fucking reason. Why? It's just mind-boggling that they've just slapped shit there for the sake of it. It's like in TV when you've got an episode that's got to fill 45 minutes of runtime and there's like 10 minutes of rubbish to pad it out. This film feels like that. This film feels like it should have been an hour and 20 minutes, but we pumped it to... I think it's nearly two hours, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's about an hour and 50 minutes, something like that. Around that. I mean, it just feels like this. 30 minutes attacked on Chite. rubbish in chunks. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, if there was like a funny little ongoing story there, I think that would have been quite fun. But for it to just be random, wacky, shite, kind of, eh, it's just not, not, not for me. Uh, would you recommend this film to anyone? The only people I'd recommend it to is if you're interested in the director, you've seen stuff like his Lord of the Rings, and you want to see more of it. Or if you're a big Brad Pitt fan and you want to see stuff he's done sort of earlier in his career. But other than that, no, not really. You know, or unless you're just a film buff who likes to watch everything. Yeah. Do you know what? I would recommend this film to, like, on like. Other than that, I would tell everyone else to avoid <laughs> it. <laughs> so if I say to you... Yeah, we should watch Cool World. It's cool. Then you know I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's um, that is going to be us. Uh, we will be back in a fortnight. Uh, we will try and get a guest on with another film, uh, which they will choose, and we will go from there. But thank you very much again, Kerr, for taking part. It's been a pleasure as always, man. Thank you for having me on. It's it's been great. Yeah, it's wonderful, man. And with that, 
Um, I will say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. I'll slap you around, make you piss like a puppy. <laughs>